five, four, three, two, one. Lift off. I feel like action helps reduce fear. When you reduce fear, people make better decisions naturally. So what are some good action steps that people can take? Be a force multiplier, go to your school board, go to your corporation HR, and just say, look, you're gonna be legally on the hook once this is proven, so you should take a look at it now. You're on notice. Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. I am so excited about today's oh. guest. We've been waiting for a while, and Flyover family, you are going to thank us get, for this. Get your brains warmed up so you don't pull something Yep, here, that's you know? right. Today's guest is a former money manager at BlackRock, where he grew his fund from roughly $2 billion to $14 billion in a span of 10 years. He is the co-founder of Finance Technologies and the author of Cause Unknown, the Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022. Welcome to the show, Edward Dowd. Yay! Thanks for having me, David and Stacy. Good to be here. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's we're, we're exciting. We're looking forward to this. We were on a, on a road trip, um, actually speaking at an event in California. We were in Bakersfield. We sure And uh, the hotel, we should listen to something in the mornings while we're getting ready and, and, and so forth. And uh, somebody had shared an interview that you had been on with with Alex Jones and you started going through numbers. I remember that those rafters ahead of you, you know, the, the ceiling, same shot as right now. And there was such clarity and 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 accuracy and sincerity in the numbers that you were laying out. And you did something I just kept pausing. I said, man, this guy takes it, it something that's as big as trying to pick up like a, a waterbed mattress half full or something with your arms and just your people are getting pummeled by it and makes it clear mm-hmm. and, and easy to understand. And uh, that is a really great gift because the things you're talking about today are so emotionally charged. People bring a lot of personal experience or a political view and all these things to them. And, and you sort of cut through all that with the accuracy of like, well, here's the actual temperature. Well, here's the actual number. Here's, you know, with things that are, are documented and uh, factual so we can kind of have a have a language to speak to somebody that you might disagree with on some areas. But at the end of the day, the facts are the facts, the numbers are the numbers, and you have a great way of delivering those. So I just, I, I'm so thankful for your brain right now in this time. Well, thank you. I, I'm, I'm good at Taking complex and and getting it down to a couple bullet points. That's my skill set. I did that on Wall Street my whole career. Okay, I have to ask you a question. How does somebody go from uh, being an economic analyst to bringing out this information of what's going on with the sudden deaths and the COVID-19 vaccine? How do you go from economic analyst to this? Well, you know, I'm I'm a stock picker by trade, analyst by trade. And, you know, our job is to figure out trends and, uh, and, and information before everybody else does. We notice trend changes, pattern recognition. And early 2021, well, I was very suspicious of the vaccine from the get-go just because it was experimental, warp speed. You'd take seven to 10. So I, seven to 10 years for a vaccine to be properly vetted. So I was very suspicious. Then when I saw the propaganda campaign, I was alarmed. And then I started hearing anecdotes in 2021, or early 21, about so-and-so's uncle died. Well, you know, when I was in 2020, I didn't know anybody who died. And then I started hearing about my friend, weird things happening to my friends with injuries, but they didn't want to talk mm-hmm. about it. So as a student of statistics, a normal vaccine that had been properly vetted, the incidents are so rare, I shouldn't be hearing of them. 
So for me to hear one anecdote, then a second, then a third, right. that, 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 that is impossible. So I, I said, okay, I have suspicions. And then when they mandated this, especially on Maui, you couldn't do anything in the state of Hawaii without a vaccine. That's when I lost my mind. I became very activated and went to protests. And I met Dr. Malone and I told him I was going to monitor insurance company results and funeral home results. And I said, yeah. if I'm right, that's it'll show up there. And unfortunately, it did. I've accumulated a team of PhD physicists around me and the data scientists. And we're just going through publicly available databases, finding um, black swan statistical events. And it's insane. And, you know, the numbers we're, we're finding and we're dropping recently, there is a pandemic now. There wasn't really one in 2020. It's now. And that's what I find most interesting about this is the numbers are so bad that the governments of the world should be declaring a new pandemic, but they're not curiously. And I think we know why. Well, wow. you know, if you want to know more about a, a specific car, you can talk to the salesman, you know, in the front, or you can go around to the back and talk to the mechanics and be like, how many of these do you see back here? Mm-hmm. How many are coming in for checks? How many are coming in for, pro-? you know, it's like, it's, it's like where, where in this information mm-hmm. chain are you getting your data? And there's a big difference from the sales floor to the mechanics uh, and, and what's happening. That's kind of what you're doing. I thought the same thing with the insurance, you know, companies, because if the claims were true, that there is going to be more adverse effects, it, it would show up there and they don't have a political interest in hiding the numbers because they'll go bankrupt. Right. And they're, and they're reporting the numbers. They're not blaming COVID because I think a lot of them mandated it for their own company. So there's legal liability within their own firms. They're scared of, uh, you know, uh, they're not being brave, so to speak. But, you know, the, the worm is turning in the insurance industry. The, you know, the, the numbers are getting so bad that uh, my, my, one of my former earlier partners, Josh Sterling, uh, has formed a coalition to save lives. And he has, he, he's getting more and more insurance executives joining his team to, where they're exploring everything, including the vaccine. So that's the first time that insurance that insurance executives are starting to you know they're not saying it publicly but they're behind the scenes looking at it and we all know what it's what's going on at this point those of us who have discernment common sense and understand that perhaps uh, the government is not always acting in good faith mm-hmm. and you know here here this this is not just a U.S. problem this is a global problem all these governments massively messed up and now they're in cover up mode and. They're slowly, uh, some countries are acting well ahead of us, which is unique because normally we lead in healthcare. Denmark is already, you know, no no longer offering the vaccine for under 50. The UK boosters no longer under 50. Australia, Australia, which has been very draconian, starting to not offer it to young folks. So what is taking so long here in the U.S.? I suspect it's because of the links of Pfizer and Moderna to our government. And we're going to be the last to admit something's gone on here. Um, the problem is the mainstream media is also covering this up because they were complicit in in um, the, the censorship and suppression of the information. And what's going to come out eventually is that there was a propaganda campaign. Money was paid to media companies to push this narrative. They got money from drug ads. So they're culpable. So the thing that makes me the most irate about this is that it continues to be mandated at colleges, first responders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and so we're literally sacrificing human beings with what we know to cover this up. And, and it's it's disgusting. The cover up is going to be worse than the crime. And was I can't prove that this was a plan, but 
cover up at this point is a crime. And that, that I can say wholeheartedly because the data we see, they see. It's just there. It's, this is not rocket science. I want to point to uh, where we're pulling out information. You have a website called financetechnologies.com. Now, that's with a P-H, uh, P-H-I-N, uh, financetechnologies.com. Uh, you can see it on the screen, but if you're on Apple or a radio station or places where you mm-hmm. cannot uh, see this, um, go to financetechnologies.com. For everybody that's on a, a, a platform, Rumble, something like that, we'll put a link to it down below, as well as your Twitter feed. Um, it's interesting that that it's, it, it, you know, that the timing, People can like or not like Elon Musk and, and whatever he's you know about or not about, but he has made this available where, hey, mm-hmm. you're able to put this information out, make it uh, where people can find it. And there's a, a specific tweet that you had the other day where you put out, uh, there we got it on the screen, estimated human costs, 26.6 million injuries, 1.36 million disabilities, 300,000 excess deaths, and then the economic costs, uh, total $147.8 billion. Um, dollars, uh, and that goes through disabilities, excess deaths, and injuries. Um, I'd like to go through some of those things today. That thread um, I put out on my Twitter feed, and and it's it's interesting the comments and things below. I, that that the entire thread down below that initial tweet is just mind blowing. Because this uh, just came out, isn't that right, Edward? Uh, this is new information that you're just bringing out just as of the last week. Yeah. So basically, this is what I call a fraud in progress. And, you know, I put up my book in December, but we, you know, we're continuing to do research and we get more and more data. We analyzed the Pfizer clinical trials and we were able to establish that they knew then in the two month safety data that they should have stopped the program. And the, uh, in, the uh, severe adverse events were the same order of magnitude of the disabilities we're seeing in the real world. And so, we were able then to figure out what the implied injury rate was, and that foots with the data we're seeing in the absence rates and the work time loss. So basically, the vaccine damage project is kind of uh, a year long. You know, we, we, we get the pieces of the puzzle. We have all the excess deaths from all over the globe. We focus on the U.S. because there's some good disability data. And there's three buckets. There's the dead, the disabled and the injured. And those buckets are not static. So injured could become disabled, disabled, dead. And uh, what really blew me away this week was with the injuries. And I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little inside baseball. Before we put it out that Monday, we had an estimate of 13.3 million injured, but one of our team members found an error and the error was to the upside. And, and uh, yeah, so, you know, that's what we do. We check our work. We, you know, we have like eyeballs upon eyeballs, you know, going over it, making sure everything, Mm -hmm. you know, I dotted T's crossed. We found an error, and unfortunately, it had to double our estimate. And it's uh, it's very sad uh, because what we believe is going on with the vaccine injured, and this is a big number. Um, people like to you know, people can blow off the deaths and try to explain that away, and people can blow off the disabled, but the injured is so big, and it's it's such a big number, and that's the biggest part of the economic cost, and it affects the most amount of people. So anybody watching this program who is suspicious or doesn't buy into this. If you've noticed, if you yourself have been going to work and getting constantly sick and missing work, we suspect it's due to a suppressed immune system. Um, there's some, there's some, there's a lot of evidence coming from the doctors that this suppresses your immune system. The spike protein does something where um, it's 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 devastating long term, and 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 people are calling it VADS, vaccine acquired immune deficiency syndrome. 
And uh, so, you know, we're starting to hear, you know, we're hearing about excess deaths in the millennial age group this winter from pneumonia. Millennials aren't supposed to get pneumonia no. and die of pneumonia. And so that, so, so, so this is, this is something that people need to, to think about if they're feeling constantly chronically sick, they took the job, um, they need to maybe potentially go get a test. And, and Teresa Long, I'm not a doctor, so this, the test could change, but Colonel Teresa Long, who's a whistleblower from the Air Force, she's seen a lot of um, her pilots with injuries and suppressed yeah. immune systems. The test for that's called complete blood count. And it's a test that can, any, any, any lab can do. And if it's low, it doesn't mean anything. But if you get a, a subsequent, because it can be low on any given day, if you get a subsequent test and it's low consistently, you probably have a suppressed immune system. So it's, it's a CBC test, complete blood count. Um, so that's one way to figure out maybe if you've got problems. And again, I, don't want, I want to offer hope. Uh, I don't think this is permanent. I think we can fix this. But people need to be, know that, A, they have a problem and what it is so that they can then figure it out rather than go to a doctor. I'm sick. Oh, well, you have shingles. Take this. Oh, I have pneumonia. You know, this is mm-hmm. a, a, a suppressed immune system presents in a host of uh, different diseases. So that's the key problem. I think, I, I think, I think what starts to drive yep. people crazy is, is when COVID was at its peak, everybody that, you know, was in uh, an accident of any kind and died, died from COVID, mm-hmm. not with COVID. And, and, and they, you, you could, I mean, that was, com- the there was a manipulation mm-hmm. of numbers and people felt it. They, you know, they, it was reports of that, of, of a loved one that died, but they, they were already maybe in, you know, advanced stage of cancer and then died of COVID. Well, there was a lot of, you know, comorbidities, a lot of things involved in that to increase those numbers. And then now we're seeing it on the other side, a manipulation of data to suppress the numbers. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't remember who it was, but it was Will Rogers or one of the presidents, but said there's like, you know, the, the worst kinds of lies, whether there's, there's lies, there's damn lies and there's statistics. Um, you don't offer statistics. These are actual raw data numbers that aren't manipulated in a way to your, your goal isn't to personal advantage to make these higher or lower. Mm-hmm. You're trying to just show what is, and that's where we're people are frustrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're showing what is in the book. If you, if you've read my book and people have read my book, you'll notice I left out the who and the why that's not important because people aren't even aware of what is, and I'm reporting mm-hmm. what is. And again, I'm just counting ones and zeros, dead, not dead, disabled, not disabled, injured, not injured. I'm not. And again, the only statistics we use are um, basically calculating the standard deviation or sigma from trend. And we call the anything above three standard deviations is super rare. That happens 0.03% of the time. So disabilities went off the rails in 21 and 22, four standard deviations. Injuries, as uh, expressed through work time loss, went 13 standard deviations above trend in 2022. That's the black swan event. Mm-hmm. Now, mm. if, if, if we were being serious about um, these numbers, the health authorities would be screaming from the rooftops, declaring a pandemic now. Uh, we don't have those health authorities screaming about a pandemic because they want to ignore what's going on. They want to ignore the excess deaths, the disabilities, and the injuries, the, the lost work time. And, the, the, you know, the numbers are, we have a pandemic and it's of the vaccinated, unfortunately. Not the, you remember famously uh, Biden saying, oh, yeah. we're going to have, we have a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. What's well, actually satanically inverted 100% the other way. So now we have a pandemic of the vaccinated globally. 
So and I the number. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, so I see here, um, you're on the diagram here, age 16 to 64. Is that really who's being affected the most during this time? Is it not really affecting the elderly? It's, it's mostly the working uh, class? Well, so we had to, we, we measured what we could. And so the, the, the numbers I, I, we presented are conservative because we're, you know, the age groups uh, that we examined to definitively come up with these economic costs are working age people. So mm-hmm. we leave out, we leave out the uh, retired and the young. So our numbers are, uh, you know, for the, the whole nation, it's higher. So our numbers are conservative and, and we wanted to be conservative. So people couldn't come in and say, oh, you're being uh, bombastic. And the, these right. numbers in and of themselves are shocking. So we don't need to be bombastic. We're conservative and they're likely higher, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, that's really interesting as we were looking through this. Like even at the injuries, 18%. Let's talk about that. Um, what's happened over this last you know year uh, with the injuries? Yeah, so so we, we measure injuries um, via absence rates, well, first of all, we, we got the injury number from analyzing the, the, the Pfizer clinical trial data, and then we imputed uh, the incidence of rates to the number of people vaccinated in the country. That's how we came up with the, the individual number, the human cost. The, mm-hmm. the economic cost is very simple. It's absence data from the BLS, Bureau of Labor Statistics, and it's um, work time lost. And statistically, uh, the number, there was a trend. There was a, a very solid trend from 20, 2002 to 2019 that just didn't deviate that much. And then in 2020, it went up a little bit. That makes sense because people were well, lockdowns, people were confused. Then in 2021, it went up even more. And then in 2022, it went off the charts. And uh, it's uh, 13 standard deviations above uh, the, uh, in 2022 for work time lost. And that's, that's, a, and that's a black swan event. That's just, that's, that's crazy. And, um, so what does that mean to the country? It means we have a national security problem. And I said that in December to Senator Ron Johnson, because what we knew in December was this, that excess deaths and disabilities seem to be primarily focused amongst the employed of our country. Um, that's where the biggest increases of excess deaths and disability rates were. The employed, I, I proved that definitively. It, it's in my book. It just is. The, the, this new data uh, puts a, an even you know firmer, um, uh, I guess it increases the number of people we're talking about. We were just talking specifically about de- uh, deaths and disabled. Now we have a you know a whole new group of individuals that we can talk about and, and, and calculate and monitor. And unfortunately, um, it has huge implications for the economy going forward. Lost productivity, um, resources of our country being allocated to caring for these people, um, supply chain issues, uh, just a, just a sl- kind of a slow, gradual decline in goods and services that we're used to. Unless, wow. unless, we, unless we identify the problem and stop it and have a national discussion about it. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, well, you know, I don't know what to tell you. It's going to it's going to get weird and strange in, in the next, you know, three to five years. OK, so when you when you look at these numbers, you can see then pockets of maybe uh, people working for large firms, you know, mm-hmm. large corporations that mandated, you know, the vaccine compared to maybe do you have do you have numbers of that compared to 
self-employed or independent contractors or, you know, places where they had more autonomy over their own bodies and decisions? No, we just look at the general U.S. population. And so in 2021, the group life policyholders experienced 40% excess death. That's a fact. That's reported by the Society of Actuaries. And the general U.S. population, as reported by them, experienced 32% excess mortality. What do we know about this group of people? This group of people is generally much healthier than the overall population. So, so much so they did a study in 20, 2016 to prove what they already knew, because this is a great business for insurers. You, you, you know, you, you, you give policies to people who aren't going to die and you charge them money. That's great business, right? right? Um, that's great business. I, I would do that all day long. Um, so they, in t- 2016, they knew this, but they did the study anyways. The, the group life policyholders prior to the, the C-19 vaccines died at one third the excess mortality or one third the mortality rate of the general U.S. population. So in a normal year, the general U.S. population dies at X, group life 30 percent X. So that flipped in 2021, just flipped. So that that's how that's how we that's how we come to it. We don't need to get we don't need to look at, you know, you don't need to get any any more granular than that. And the difference between the group life policyholders and the general U.S. population is the general U.S. population had a choice many did the the group life folks had no choice there was right. no choice mm-hmm. man so as i was like looking at Golly. numbers you, you had a tweet also about the money so you t- estimated economic cost was that first tweet and then you had a tweet about the money made you said pfizer and moderna in 2022 the COVID-19 vaccine revenues in the u.s were 11.5 billion and then you said for every one dollar they made it cost the u.s economy 13 Dollars, quite the negatives, societal ROI. Wow, yeah. largest crime. That was one of the most shocking tweets of the thread. Yeah, so uh, Pfizer made seven point one billion in U.S. revenues from C nineteen vaccines in twenty twenty two, and Moderna made four point four billion, eleven and a half. So in twenty twenty two, for every one dollar they made, thirteen dollars of our economy was uh, adversely affected. So. Uh, this is this is this is just beyond the pale. The numbers are the numbers. Uh, this report, thankfully, is getting a lot of traction and going viral. I, I don't I don't care who spreads it and who wants to you know get. I, I don't need to I don't need to be the one doing this. I want everybody to spread this. I mean, this mm-hmm. is kind of a. Um, I can't do this alone. I need help, and I also want to sh- give a shout out to everybody that's been, you know, pushing my data all over the place for the last mm-hmm. year. You guys are warriors. I mean, this is why I'm I'm here today is because individuals pushed what I said because it could have died if no one cared and didn't do what they did. So I want to give a shout out to everybody that forwarded my stuff because it has saved lives, I believe, and changed minds. Isn't it a little bit like a business model to where you just kind of out earn the fines. You know, we used to live in Nashville for a long time. I was with a running group. And every day we ran by this place where Alan Jackson had been building his house, the country singer. And uh, he, he put in these huge, he imported these huge oak trees. You know, they were full grown, lined the driveway. Just, I don't know the, the expense, but it was astronomical, you know, bring in these full trees and all this landscaping things that he did. And there was, you know, I wasn't a part of it. But it was kind of the guys were telling me that uh, this has gone on for quite a while and want to put a dock behind his house. And the Corps of Engineers, whoever regulated that, were absolutely no. The city was no. We can have no more docks on this 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 uh, body of water where he lived and and finally uh he comes down and they're like he, he's like 
I really want this dock here. I got a boat. I got to park somewhere else. I'm going to park it by my house. Can, you know, we build a dock. And, th- and he's like, absolutely no. If you do that, we're going to fine you. And he just stopped. He goes, well, how, how much is the fine? The fine would be $100,000 for putting a dock there. And he's like, well, heck, why didn't you just tell me that to start with? And he leaves <laughs> and he goes and builds his dock. You know? Uh, <laughs> he's like, I spent that much on trees. Yeah, that's a couple of trees. Um, and, and so, you know, go ahead and go ahead and build the docks. Just calculate. Well, that's that's minuscule compared to the overall goal of what I'm trying to do. That's is that kind of the model with the pharmaceutical companies? Because some of them have been fined record amounts and then had record sales the next year after that with a similar kind of product. You know, is is, is that just kind of factored in, baked into the cake that there's going to be just so much money they can distribute it to enough people in a, in an FTX Sam Bankman Freed kind of way that you just have so much money distributed in a way that people aren't going to be doing negative press on you. You're going to get a politicians. You're going to get enough people involved that you're just above the fray. If you get a penalty, it's like a, a minuscule speeding ticket on your way somewhere important. Yeah. So they built they built fraud into their net present value calculations. So you know. Um, they're multi, multi-line product companies, and they're, they figure, well, there'll be one that maybe we didn't do all the work we did on, and maybe we'll get caught, and so let's put in a fine. So that, they, they, build, they build fines into their business models. It's part of their business model, and it also increases the prices that they charge to us. And I've heard you talk about maybe— So we're basically paying those in advance for them. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I've heard Beautiful. you talk about uh, like the earnings of Pfizer. Can you break that down again? I heard you talk about decades it took them to get to this amount of money, and then within one year, what they got? Yeah, so it took them decades to get to forty billion, and then with COVID C nineteen, they got to ninety billion in one year. Wow. I was on Patrick Beth David, and and they, they fact checked me, and they're like, they actually had to correct me up because I said eighty, and Patrick said no, that's actually ninety. I said, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I like to be conservative. Um, yeah, so th- think about it. And th- now let me let me blow your mind. So the plan was quarterly juiced, uh, boosters ad infinitum. That was the plan. You got to go back to 21. They were trying to float the idea that you needed to take these every quarter to stay up with the immunity. And they were going to like have vaccine passports, digital. And they were going to have a whole thing. I did the back of the envelope math. And Pfizer got 50% of the 5 billion estimated vaccinated. Uh and, and the price that I found on a website that they were charging, uh, it would have been $320 billion in revenues annualized if they had gotten to a, <laughs> quarterly, booster, a quarterly booster model uh, um, globally. Obviously, that didn't happen. And now COVID-19 C-19 vaccine sales are plummeting, thank the Lord. So that's good news. Yeah. That is very well, good. Man, I also heard it's a, it's a great business model when you have the whole force of every government in the world and their guns and weapons, you know, at your disposal to force, you know, economically and every different handle of leverage possible to force people to have to take your product. I mean, mm-hmm. so yeah, what so, a great, so what a great uh, resource. Yeah. So my uh, my um, af- my editor and afterward contributor Gavin DeBecker was on Tucker Carlson recently. And he shared this with me, but he shared it with Tucker and his audience. Apparently, the C-19 vaccines are the most successful consumer product launch ever in wow. the history of the world. And, and, you, and, and to your point, under the color of law. Yeah. yeah what about the money that uh, Moderna ended up paying to NIH? Millions. Yeah. That, look, that, that, that's all coming out. This is, this is, you know, there's obviously the regulators are bought and paid for. That's why a guy like me is on the scene. I mean, I, I've said, 
non-egoically that I shouldn't even exist as a phenomenon. If things were running properly, this would have been right. taught in January or February of 2021, and Ed Dowd as a phenomenon would not exist. This is The fact that I'm here having to do this just tells you all you need to know. I mean, we don't have regulators. We don't have we have captured interests. We have revolving doors. And this has been going on for, you know, 35, 40 plus years. It's been slowly going on. We didn't see it because there were little individual products that were affecting people. But this was, I call, a bridge too far. And now it's in the what we call the metadata. I mean, even a guy like me can figure this out with, with some uh, some data analysis. This is It would have been harder if this was not as widely spread. But this is literally a global vaccine mandate that happened. Man. Well, and we wouldn't be here either. Mm-hmm. You know, we started this podcast yeah. two years ago because people that had something counter to say were all deleted off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. They were scrubbed. And we're like, well, let's at least do what we can, have better conversations, and at least at least allow a platform for someone to say this other piece of information. We had a wake-up call that these two doctors from Bakersfield, we referenced on the show quite a bit. Uh, I think one of his name is Erickson. Uh, they had a, like a long boardroom, the local ABC affiliate. Yeah, there's a picture of them right there. Mm-hmm. And they were just basically saying, hey, we don't know what's going on in the rest of the world, but we're doing some different things. We're having some great results. Uh, this was April, April of 20, 2020. And uh, I think their video, man, got like 10 million views in a few days on YouTube. And they asked him, well, what about Fauci? Because he's saying a different protocol. And they're like, well, we don't know. I don't know if he's seen a patient in 30 years, but I've seen 70 of them today. And here's our results. I'd love to compare this with what they're seeing in Houston and what they're seeing in Miami and New York. And he goes, he goes this is just our data on 6,000 patients. They're trying to push it to the middle of the table. And then they were deleted off the face of the earth. And I was like, we're in a different era. Yep. Uh, this isn't some redneck get on there and saying, eat more peanut butter and you're going to be fine. This, these guys specialize in this and they were deleted, not allowed to have that conversation. There would be no need for us if the regular media did some work and and, and, and know, we had I, free speech as a country. I watched that video. I saw those doctors. And um, when I saw the attacks on free speech and the censorship, you know, I'm very suspicious. When, when global governments act in unison to suppress information, I, I, I'm like a moth to a flame. Let me see it. Mm-hmm. And I'm an analyst. And that, that to me, was one of the smoking guns that something different has, was going on. And you didn't need a lot of discernment or knowledge to know this is different and you should be suspicious. And mm-hmm. thankfully, a lot of people were. And you guys started your podcast. I started my journey. And I think uh, what we're going to find is a lot of what has come out in the last three years has been behind the scenes for a long time. Evil's been growing quietly. Now it's shown its face, and here it is. This is this is evil beyond evil. And even though I don't talk about the who and the why, when we get to the uh, adjudication process of this, I think we're going to find out some shocking things. Mm-hmm. And you got people like Patrick Bet David, who's kind of in this other you know business lane. You got guys like Clay Clark, just man, just business lane. Now he's running the Reawaken America events and, you know, and doing stuff with General Flynn. And, you know, it's like, there's people that, that all of a sudden is like, okay, I'm going to set this down for a minute. You know, like we all did as a family, all four of us, we had businesses, we put them on the side, put them on autopilot. It's okay. We're going to be all in on this. And it's, it's interesting because like a Patrick bet David, I wouldn't have considered him a political guy before, but he's again, a lot like yourself. It looks at things through the lens of business, through facts, through numbers, like again, they, they fact checked you live, you know, on the show and they want to share the truth. Yep. 
but that but if you yeah. are if, if you are committed to truth it does sort of lead you to this place that is a counter narrative to 90% of the noise mm-hmm. that's pumped out of screens on a daily basis the CNN and even Fox many times and, and a lot of other outlets yeah the, what i think's going on is um people are starting to awaken to the fact that uh there's there, there's big changes coming and uh i'm starting to believe that covid was an opportunity whether it was planned or not to be used as cover for a financial collapse. And, you know, you, if you're going to have a financial collapse that you basically were the steward of the central bankers and the politicians, you certainly don't want to blame yourself. So mm-hmm. you want to be nice to blame a virus, be able to print a bunch of money and introduce uh, systems where you can't travel. You need to, you know, you need to show your papers everywhere you go, a digital ID. Mm-hmm. So this is, I think, where we're going to find what happened at the end of the day. I can't prove that, but that makes the most amount of sense to me. And, uh, you know, you have to ask yourself simple. I said this on Patrick, but David, you know, when have you ever seen global governments agree on something completely with the same oh, language? Never, never, never. That is definitely something to look at. And they have, and they all have the same problem. They all have the same problem, broke pensions and too much debt. So, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just yeah. putting that out there. Well, That's we see what's going point. on in France. You know, they're raising the retirement age. Yep. Or everybody's trying to solve this problem mm-hmm. and in their own way. But it is it did unify the world in a, in a you know kind of a well. It just came out in the papers way. now that uh, they're looking to get rid of Social Security in uh, 2033 because it's going to be broke. You know, they won't have it. And so it's interesting because you are you have been covering. Um, kind of the younger generation. So we are seeing the sudden death uh, a lot in the younger generation. Why are we seeing it so much there? Well, because, uh, well, the, 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 it's affecting the old people as well. But we took out a lot of old people in 2020. So there was a pull forward effect. And mm. their numbers are going back up. The, the, uh, their excess deaths are starting to climb again as we normalize, uh, as we roll through the quarters. So th- this this vaccine uh, doesn't really discriminate, but it, it, it certainly affects the young uh, in terms of um, myocarditis, blood clots, strokes, you name it. Uh, not, not, like I said earlier, pneumonia, you know, that's killing mm-hmm. people. I mean, you can't make this up. Millennials, um, killing millennials. Crazy. Millennials, yeah, yeah. Look, look I, I'm 56 years old. I didn't take the vax. And I got COVID finally in July of last year, and it presented as a sore throat. All of my vaccinated friends are constantly sick with different mm-hmm. things, not always COVID, but yeah. something. And, and you know, I'm seeing it anecdotally. We just put a report out that drops the numbers and proves it. Um, you know, we need to seriously wake up, you know, the population because if we don't, I talked to Dr. Teresa Long, Colonel Long. She said uh, uh, with the deaths, the disabilities, the injuries, those who quit because they didn't want the jab, and, though, and because recruitment efforts are so low because of wokeness and jabs, we won't have a standing army in five years, she said, if this keeps going on. Yeah. That's what she sees. She, she, she's the one that takes care. You know, she monitors all the pilots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the morale, the morale is all-time low, I think, on a lot of fronts, mm-hmm. you know, with that for sure. And, and if she's correct on that, just multiply that across the economy, and we have potentially what I call a glacial Mad Max scenario. Well, let's talk about the economy a little bit because that is your, you know. Area of expertise. Yeah, uh, w- without a shadow of a doubt. 
what do you see right now as the most wise, it's not financial advice for anybody else out there, whatever else, but we're all looking at the same thing. When you increase the money supply by 40% in a short period of time, if you did that with anything, tickets to an event or whatever, uh, they become less valuable. Um, diamonds are valuable because they're rare. If they washed up on the beach, they'd be as cheap as sand. So um, our money is definitely changing. And then we see the BRICS nations, they're adding to the list every single day, countries that are now moving commodities in other currencies in a ways that's never happened before. What do you see happening with the dollar on a global scale? So the dollar, this is very confusing to a lot of people. Uh, the dollar is a, is the world reserve currency. It's a debt-based fiat system. So it's created through credit creation. So credit needs constant flow. Normally when credit's flowing, the dollar goes down. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it, it depreciates when, when credit is drying up, it goes up. And right now, after the COVID inflationary money printing, that has dried up. And now we're going into a period of deflation, unfortunately. And the money supply, M2, year-over-year uh, -year growth went negative for the first time since 1860, uh, since 1930. This is the fifth time since 1868. And all prior four times were associated with financial panics. But what was interesting, when we look back at history, there was a big inflationary period speculation, then the bust. And so that is what we see right now is a bust. And I've been recommending for the better part of a year, you know, um, safety. It sounds counterintuitive, but inflation is going to be yesterday's news. Deflation in financial assets is coming. So cash is actually not a bad place to be. And a lot of the smartest people I know are starting to go into cash and just waiting for the storm to pass and then do what, you know, JP Morgan of old would do, buy when there's blood in the street. So smart money is raising cash to buy bargains in the future. And even yeah. though there's inflation, even though there's inflation, you know, putting your money in the stocks that are going to go down 40, 50 percent, uh, as opposed to 9 percent inflation in one year, I, I, I think I'd rather have the cash and then buy stocks lower. So I'm just telling people to, you know, to buy three-month T-bills or you know, very safe government money market funds until the storm passes. Most, most financial professionals are befuddled as, as to what's going on. You know, I have a better idea. I, you know, I think what the Fed just did with the Silicon Valley Bank and what they did in Europe is going to basically put a finger in the dike. So things are going to seem okay for a month or two, but mm. they really didn't fix anything. And it's gonna, so we're going to have this kind of slow controlled implosion over the next year or two. So it won't, I, I'm hoping it's not fast because any, anything fast creates panic and chaos, which they mm -hmm. can't control. So I think they want to engineer a slow kind of demolition. And <laughs> so, you know, in, so in the next couple of weeks, you may see the stock markets rally and everybody say everything's fine, but it's not fine. It's not fine. Mm -hmm. is, is it, do you see the stock market a little bit like maybe, uh, maybe if you're ahead a little bit, in Vegas, it's like maybe a good time to just take your chips and go do something else for a while uh, and uh, just kind of like go, go, pull out, maybe go gold and silver or something or find something else to just like kind of sit this out and then jump back in maybe where you're buying real yeah. estate or buying stocks in, in, in right. Q4 this year or the beginning of, of next year. I don't know the timing, but it's definitely, I, I've been telling people without giving financial advices, if you have right. a 401k, uh, and you're worried about your retirement, it would be a prudent idea to raise to whatever amount of cash you want, put it in a money market fund, they give those options and wait. 
And then, you know, when everybody is um, screaming at the top of their lungs and your taxi cab driver saying the end of the world is nigh, you buy. Because right now, mm-hmm. uh, they're saying that the taxi cab driver is telling you the dollar is going to end. Well, the dollar isn't going to end. The dollar is going to fail up. It's going to go to the moon. So usually when you're hearing things from the taxi cab drivers, it's usually the end. And so when, when, when you, when you, the end of a trend. So when, when yeah. the taxi right. cab drivers tell you the world's ending, that's when you buy stocks. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it with your website because it's, it's PH for finance. Is that philosophy and finance? Is that why you have that uh, finance technologies.com? No, it, it's a play on the word phi, which is uh, the golden ratio, which is God's uh, number. That's how everything in nature grows. So, you know, it's the golden ratio. And uh, what's interesting about the golden ratio is that basically everything on this planet grows, you know, at some, some, some iteration of that. Um, and what doesn't grow at that number is uh, compounding interest on interest. Ah. That's, Satan's number. That, 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 that's where Satan likes to hang out is in, uh, in, in, in making us debt slaves. That is really good. So you can go to financetechnologies.com. When you go there, though, Colton went, clicked on project, and that's where we were able to see these numbers uh, from the project, that humanity projects. And then um, he scrolled down, and then he went to the V damage project. And then there was the overview yeah. there, and there was all of those numbers that we covered. It's really clear. Yeah, very, very clear. So if you can't see it, make sure you go to uh, financetechnologies.com, click on the Humanity Projects, and then you can scroll from there to find the information that we're covering today. And then also, yeah. we follow you on Twitter, too, and you are a great person to follow on Twitter. That's where we got these tweets that we were talking about today as at, well. At Dowd Edward. At Dowd Edward. You, easy to find you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm on Getter at Edward Dowd. And, you know, I want to give a shout-out to Elon because I was kicked off Twitter in June of 20. 20- 22 and put back on in December. I was blown off of Twitter for, um, uh, you know, merely presenting CDC numbers as I analyze them without the correct narrative and also quote tweeting uh, peer reviewed papers that went against the narrative. Mm, Interesting. Went against the narrative. The fact that there is a narrative and you have to uh, be accountable to the state approved Mm -hmm. messaging when you're presenting truth. Uh, especially in your that's world. You yeah, that's all you need to know. Something's gone off the rails and your show and what I'm doing is evidence that something has gone horribly wrong. You know, there's the expression, follow the science and uh, kind of my models, I try to follow the silenced. Um, <laughs> because if somebody's not allowed to, cause you're allowed to say a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. I could, I could make a video post saying I'm, I'm a better basketball player than LeBron. They're not going to boot me off the internet for it. You know, and it's clearly not true. Uh, so it's not a matter of whether I'm giving false information or not. It's it's I'm going against a predetermined narrative, typically with truth. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I find I, the I, silence more interesting than uh, than the lies. Yeah, I could go on uh, in the old days. I could go on Twitter and say I identify as an attack helicopter, and they wouldn't boot me. But God forbid that I should talk about a vaccine being a problem. Yep. That's exactly right. Where's the best place to get your book, Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022? Yeah, and the the book is great for those of your loved... I wrote it for my loved ones. I've convinced them no one's getting any more jobs. It's good for those who you want to convince because I do it with data and not conspiracies, although there is conspiracy of interest at this point. 
Um, you can get it on Amazon, skyhorsepublishing.com. Hopefully some bookstores started carrying it. I'm, I'm not in charge of that. Hopefully my publisher's on that. Um, yeah, that's where you can get it right now. And, and it's, 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 it's a good tool to convince your loved one who's thinking maybe you're crazy, but, but we're not. That's right. as, as we end, I'll ask you one last question. You know, one of our mottos here is, is wake up, speak up and show up. Um, you know, and again, getting as, as many people as possible aware of, 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 of what's the next right thing that they can do, not waiting for one person to come and this person's going to fix it. Like what's an actionable item people could do in their life? What are some, some maybe sources? You got your book. Um, what are some things on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, whatever that people can do to be proactive in their own life? I feel like action helps, uh, reduce fear. Mm-hmm. When you reduce fear, people make better decisions naturally. So what are some good action steps that people can take? Well, with my information, people are already t- taking action. So my, I'm going to be testifying in some, uh, I think in Canada and, some, and maybe some states. But I, I would like that to be a force multiplier. I can't be everywhere all at once. And I know someone who's going up to Dartmouth to present uh, some data to the uh, administrators there. They're using some of my data. So I'm a force multiplier. All of our work is on financetechnologies.com. You can use my book as well. Be a force multiplier. Go to your school board. Go to your go to your uh, your corporation HR, and just say, "Look, you're going to be legally on the hook once this is proven. So you should take a look at it now. You're on notice. That's this good. Is, this is, you, know, you know that you're on notice. Here you go. Love it. Love it. Edward, thank you so yes. much for joining us today. Again, you can go to financetechnologies.com. Make sure you get his book um, and use it. Not only read it yourself, recommend it for others, share it with them, and then go, like he said, go to school boards, go to your, your companies, use the information. Edward, thanks again for your time. We really appreciate it. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how. In 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. The the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a (laughs) handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. Hey, Flyover family. We have a brand new sponsor for the Flyover Conservative Show, Heaven's Harvest. So exciting. We've been really excited about this partnership because for about two years now, our level of awareness has increased on things that can go wrong in the world. Not just the the big major stuff, but ice storms in Texas and things that, you know, you don't plan on. And I guess level of personal responsibility of like, hey, we have people that we care for that depend on us. And so 
we've been tiptoeing into it, but it's overwhelming. It's like, what do I do next? And so we've made little steps in that process, but we've been asking everyone we know, everyone we respect in this space, hey, who's a good supplier of things? Who has food Who has food that you would actually eat if you if you had to, that without eating styrofoam that you'd be gagging down if you <laughs> lost a bet? You know, like, like real actual food that if you put it away for storage, that when it came time to do it, would be palatable, as well as, as heirloom seeds. You know, a lot of the seeds nowadays, you plant them, they're not, they're not, you can't reproduce with them. You know, they're, they've been uh, genetically modified and, and really messed up. So we've been asking people we, we, yep. we, we really respect. Somebody we get a lot of advice from personally, we've made a lot of small moves in our life from is Seth Holhouse with Man in America. And, and uh, we kind of went off of his lead as well as some others. And so we are super excited about this partnership because they're willing to give a massive discount to the Flyover family. That's exactly right. When you go to heavensharvest.com and you use promo code flyover, you get 10% off. What a great deal. We are so thankful and excited about this partnership. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.